This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's Most Informative Real Estate Talk Show. This hour is brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to provide you with some really good information so you can make some really good decisions about your real estate. Um, And to help me with that today, I have a couple of guests here. Both of them are mortgage specialists, loan officers. Um, They're the ones who can really give you stability and sustainability in the real estate market. And I'm going to tell a sad story in a little bit after I uh, introduce these two characters. (laughs) And it will show you what I mean about sustainability. First of all, we have Paul Kniebel here. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Don. All right, and you're uh, a loan officer with Resource Lenders. Yep. And I see that you're a Valley guy, born in Bakersfield. Exactly. All right. Oh, graduated from Bullard High School, so you, you came here early enough to get that good Fresno education. Exactly. Go Knights. And then uh, followed on to Fresno State and graduated, so go dogs, especially with today's game. Hey, thank you for saying that. Um, you stole my thunder because that's where I was going to go. <laughs> Um, you know, you can listen to podcasts of Welcome Home Radio uh, by going to your uh, your app, podcast app and um, look for Welcome Home Radio, and you can listen. But don't do that this afternoon. Watch the game. Yes. And and listen in on 940 because there's some good uh, announcers that are, are on there. Speaking of good announcers, we also have another loan officer here. He was the very first guest on Welcome Home Radio <laughs> 10 years ago. 10 uh, years, wow. And, and I was scared, nervous, didn't know how it was going to go, so I had to bring on some guests that I knew could fill the airspace. <laughs> <laughs> I do talk, yes. That mean, does that mean you're full of it? <laughs> no. Back then I was, yes. Okay. And that's Doug Lanier, loan officer with Mid-Valley Financial. Yes. How, how long have you. you been here in, in the Fresno area? Uh, well, I was raised here, yeah. Okay. Born in Santa Cruz, came here six months later and never left. So. And you were a guest that very first time with John Miller. Yes, Mr. Miller. And, and today's a special day for John Miller, who passed away in August of a rare blood disease. And your two companies are holding a Spirit of Cooperation blood drive in honor of John. So all our listeners out there, if you can do this today, go into any of the three blood centers or go to Clovis, the Clovis Veterans Memorial Building, and you can donate blood there. And and that would be in honor of John Miller. And um, I know, Doug, you were a good friend of John's. And can you tell us a little bit about why is that spirit of why is it tagged the spirit of cooperation? Well, he, he it, it was it all it's all heart. I mean, it originally, of course, originates with the heart, and John had that heart, and and John, besides myself, was a mentor to many people in the industry uh, because of his uh, eldership that he had. He had the experience. So, but with his natural heart, he reached out to pass that off and to let everybody know that. Regardless if you have competition, competition, 
it can be partnership also uh, because of product reach or whatever the case may be. But he just liked seeing people get along, get together. There you go. That's a good way to put it. He always had a uh, positive, upbeat approach to every transaction also. Always had a smile on his face. And um, the impact of John and his wife, Jeannie, in our industry has been a benefit for many years. Um, For anyone that worked with them directly or indirectly, it's been a blessing. And we've been very fortunate to have their experience and their guidance um, across many, many years and um, transactions. You know, he was my broker back in the 80s, and um, he then he went to another company. I ended up following him there a few years later, and because I always learned from the guy. He was so willing to share whatever yes, he, he knew, yes. it, and he had that jovial way of putting, making a story out of it, and um, to almost the point where you can't forget the story. <laughs> And, and, you know, here it is 30, 40 years later, and I still remember those stories. Um, but in in the last few months, he has helped me put transactions together because seeing him go through what he's gone through and, and then passing really made me remember the things he taught. And one of those is talk to the other agent <clears throat> and find the common ground. If you can get so close in the negotiation, you can put the, make it work by finding the common ground. And um, that, that has really come in handy. So any of the three blood centers, 4343 West Herndon, 1010 East Perrin, or I'm going to be close on this one, 1196 That's East it. Shaw. That's it. That's it? Got a good memory. <laughs> With numbers. <laughs> yeah. You know, I do. I, I can remember statistics, sports st- statistics from way back when I was a kid. I can remember almost all the addresses of the homes I've sold. But if my wife gives me a list of three things to get at the store, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> That's another show, too, Don. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> Well, we're going to be talking uh, mortgages today. Let me ask this question. This is on the minds of a lot of people. We're hearing that interest rates are going up. Um, The Federal Reserve raised the prime rate. But that's not necessarily the mortgage rate. What's the difference? So, So for the consumer who hears, hey, the Fed just raised a quarter percent, does it mean mortgages went up a quarter percent? Not necessarily. Um, when the Fed raises rates, what that means is it's the federal funds rate. That's an interest rate charged by banks in the Federal Reserve System when they loan money to each other overnight. So um, indirectly and through time, that change and increase in the interest rates can then carry through to the mortgage market. Uh, interest rates are more tied to 10-year bonds. So there's a... Um, relationship between bonds on Wall Street, not necessarily directly to the Fed funds rate. But we are seeing for 2019, um, hopefully, that the economy will continue to grow and be strong as it has improved in 2018. Um, With that increase, we're going to see possibly a little inflation. We might see home prices going up a little bit, and um, interest rates will continue to climb. 
but historically, these are really good rates. Um, 1980, the rate was 18%. 1990, about 10%. So for those of us who've been around or have been doing loans or buying houses or selling houses through the years, um, these rates that we're currently looking at in the low fives are still very, very good rates, historically speaking. That's important for everybody to remember that five is still extremely good. No, it's not at the bottom, um, but it's close enough. It's amazing, honestly. I mean, the 30-year the average before this latest 3 4% interest rate run, if you had a 7.5% in that range, you had an excellent rate of a 30-year perspective history with the 18s, with the 10s, with the 9s that were out there. So, um, yeah, we've been in 3s and 4s for so long. And if you actually look at the historical uh, barometer of where 3s and 4% interest rates are, those are very rare also. You didn't see those much in the last 60 years, which is the cycle that you look at and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're still very, very good interest rates. And I'm going to throw some numbers out there. I know... As loan officers, you guys are so heavily regulated that you know you're probably heavily. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to put it. <laughs> so if um, I, you know, I, it'd be hard for you to give numbers without giving the APR and everything as as required, and do your twenty um, second. Um, what's it called? The disclaimer at the bottom of an right. ad. <laughs> So I'm going to throw one out there because I'm not a loan officer, um, and, but we got to give some good information. So let's say on a $100,000 loan, just very basic, um, if you were able to get towards the bottom and get a 4% interest rate, your payment would be $478, principal and interest, on at 4% interest. Mm-hmm. Now, at 5%, it's five hundred and thirty-seven dollars, so it went up fifty-nine bucks. That's right, sixty bucks. Yep, mm-hmm. you know, sixty dollars every hundred thousand. Yep. So okay, that's um, a good rule of thumb. Yeah. It's a good general rule of thumb, exactly, for each one point increase in the rate. Right, um, exactly. So if you were to go out and buy a three hundred thousand dollar home here in the Central Valley, which is above the average, it's above the median. Um, you're looking at $180 more. Uh, or another way to look at it is it's $180 less if you wait until rates go to 6%. Right. <laughs> yeah. Perspective, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what Welcome Home Radio is all right. about. That's right. Uh, one important fact uh, that I'd like to point out when, when we're talking rate is um, I'm sure Doug uh, has had this through the years as well. Uh, a phone call comes in, what's your rate, what's your rate, what's your rate? And really, when when the brain of a loan officer starts thinking about an interest rate, there are so many factors that can affect the rate. So we can just throw a rate, but how many points does the buyer want to pay? Because each day we get a range or a menu of interest rates, and lower rates are available if you're willing to pay points. If you don't want to pay points, you're going to pick a middle rate. Some buyers need help with closing costs. That case may involve a higher interest rate where the lender is willing to put a credit back into the transaction. So that's why it's good to talk to a local experienced loan officer who can discuss what rates are available because there's a range. It's not what's your rate, what's your rate. 
also we can look at a 20-year compared to a 30-year, um, maybe a 15-year, different types of programs. So what's your rate is such a quick question, and it's such a um, unique. Mm -hmm. And when we get back from the commercial break, I want to ask you about those credits, the f different factors. But it, I do have to say, and, and hopefully this is something that our, our show can help people with, is good questions to ask. Here's one that's asked of realtors oftentimes, which has, it, it, the answer just depends, just like your your question there. It depends. Um, a lot of times we're at the front door of a home. We haven't even seen it yet. We don't even know if they like it yet. And they say, how many days on the market has it been? Yeah, it, it depends. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's so many days, but still... Um, we don't know how many, I might say it's been on there for 90 days, but maybe the price was lowered yesterday. So, okay, with that, we're going to our first commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio, we have Doug Lanier of Mid-Valley Financial and Paul Kniebel of Resource Lenders. Two competing mortgage companies. Got them in the room today together. But, hey, it was easy because these two companies are also working together in the spirit of cooperation to put on a blood drive. It started at 9 o'clock this morning. Um, and goes till 2 o'clock. So if you can do that, if you can find it in your heart to give a little blood, go there and let them know. And, and if you're in Clovis and say, oh, I don't want to drive to Fresno, go to the Clovis Veterans Hall. Uh, we got a site set up over there, too. And this is all in honor of John Miller, who um, did so much for our real estate industry by teaching us how competitors can come together and put deals together. And do something good. And like he said, if you think about it, that's our model of real estate. Two competing real estate companies coming together and um, finding the perfect buyer for the seller's home. So there we go. We were talking in the first segment about um, uh, getting loans. And it's not just about interest rates. There's other things in there, too. I suppose if the, and I'm going to call it the par rate, mm -hmm. okay, par rate just means, just like in golf, you should have a three or a f or four or five. All right. Um, but you can go lower or higher than that. How do you get, so let's say five was a par, um, but I really, really want, or maybe I only qualify at four and a half. How do you go about getting that? Um, well, if I kind of work the numbers backwards. In other words, um, sometimes we've got to gently explain to a buyer um, that the home that they want, they might not be able to afford because they may only be able to afford a payment at four and a half. 
And the way we do that is we work with something called debt ratio. We, we take their income and we look at what current bills they're carrying. And then based on risk, we want to keep their risk down. So we've got to come up with a payment that is not going to be too difficult for them to carry. So if that means a monthly payment based on four and a half, then we, if that interest rate requires points, then we've got to verify that the buyer's got the money to pay those points. Could be gift funds. Gift funds have really helped keep a lot of transactions together. What's a point? One point is it's a term that means 1% of the loan amount. So if it's a $100,000 loan, it's $1,000. So one point equals 1% of whatever you're borrowing. Okay, I got the point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So um, putting it another way, if five is par, but I need or I want a four and a half, if I give you more money up front, I get the lower interest rate for the long term. Exactly. The way I explain it to buyers is the investors on Wall Street have a goal of how much they want to make from the buyer borrowing money. And if that goal is a certain amount of money over 30 years that the buyer is going to pay in interest, that's the goal. And he who has the gold makes the rules. So the bank is going to set it out there, and they're going to say this is the goal. The buyer comes back and says, but I want a lower interest rate and a lower monthly payment. And the bank says, but if you do that, the bank's not going to get the pot of gold that they want over the full 30 years. So the bank says, that's fine. We'll give you a lower interest rate, but you're going to pay some of the cost at the beginning, and that is the discount points. That's the upfront cost. And through some long mathematical formula, the investor ends up with the yield that they wanted or their goal. Exactly. But you got to be careful, and this is where good advice from a loan officer helps. Um, way back when, and you said in the night around 1990, rates were around around 10 percent. Mm-hmm. So I was buying a home, and the builder said, "Hey, I'll give you five percent back. You could use it for uh, interest rate buy down. You can buy it or use it for landscaping, whatever." So the rates were, I think, around 10 and a half percent. And, you know, I we hadn't seen single digit in a decade. So um, what I did is I used all five points to buy it down to nine and a half, thinking, oh, man, I'm sitting on a pot of gold now. I mean, single digit um, interest rate. Nobody's, I'll be the only guy in town with that, right? So I did it. Spent all five points on that. Um about a year later, rates were down to nine. <laughs> Another year later, they were down to like seven and a half. And it's like, okay. I'll, I think after maybe two or three years, I refinanced into a seven and a half percent rate. So I pretty much wasted that five points. Did the I mean, seven I got and a half some cost any points at that point? Did you have to pay points for the seven and a half? Um, Hopefully not. Yeah, I think I was done paying points at, at that point. <laughs> Went to the par rate, Paul. Okay. <laughs> That's what Don did. Yeah. But but you didn't know at the time. I, I mean, didn't know. You don't know, and it was historically even worse. Again, hindsight's 2015 vision came from the 18s to the 16s to the 14s, and you saw 10s, and but all you saw was the 14s and the 12s, and could it go back to that? So, yeah, buy it down, but... Again, it's hard to see the market forward. Yeah. 
I think I would have liked to have had a good conversation with the loan officer where the loan officer would have said, are you sure you want to do something crazy like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the difference of seeing somebody locally face-to-face, as I like to say, or the dot-com, as I like to say also. Dot-com, Internet, TV, uh, the big corporate companies, I'll leave the names out of them, they're going to give you those par rates. They're actually going to even mention probably an eighth or a quarter percent less than the par rate just to entice you, to get the phone to ring, to get you in there. Um, as Paul elaborated earlier before, there's many factors that factor into an individual's interest rate. Just because the par rate is 5% doesn't mean everybody's going to get 5%. Too many factors, credit, d- debt service, all that other stuff. Um, but when you see somebody face-to-face, I personally, I insist to see somebody face-to-face for the very first time if possible. I'm old school. Face with the voice kind of build that relationship much, much better. And then after that, I say, hey, we can text and Twitter and do all this other stuff later, uh, send the documentation electronically. But when you have that face-to-face and you have a much quicker evaluation than if you sent your package off via email to the big corporate uh, lender in the nation or whatever like that, you're not going to get the proper evaluation as you would to a local lender. That's good, and and I have um, had a client earlier this summer who interviewed locally, found somebody online, and said, man, they're a whole lot cheaper. Told them everything they wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I, I'm not so sure about that. If that's <laughs> what you're, you know, I said, ask these questions. Like, how long is the does the lock period match the, the escrow period? Um, gave him some questions. Anyway, um, here's what happened, and I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm sure he got smoked. Oh, sure. Um, the online guy did it. He, he, he said, oh, I can save you thousands in fees. Um, but unfortunately, because you dilly-dallied around the last couple of days, interest rates have gone way up. So he gave him a higher rate but lower fees. Now, I checked with a local lender, and it's like, hey, you know, it's been a volatile market the last few days, but, you know, it's not, it not that volatile. <laughs> so I'm sure what happened is he got lower fees up front, but is going to pay a higher interest rate now for the next 30 years. Uh, that's the, the, the point of focus. The point of focus of the consumer is typically what is the rate or what is the payment or what is the cost? And when the big national lender sees that, they're going to go to your focus and give you the best answer, but they're not going to give you the best answer on the other two points of the three points or something like that. And when you have that local evaluation, you have the right local lender, you're going to evaluate all that stuff, the points, the fees, the rate, the payment. And the other thing is there's no accountability on their part. That that guy, he's over on the East Coast. Never see him again. Never yeah. hear from him again. He'll never have to worry about running into me at the gas station. That's right. Because I would give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> That's right. And um, so, anyway, yeah, a whole lot better to deal face-to-face. That's not old school. That's good school. That is. And with that, we're going to our next commercial break. Uh, stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio. At one time, so much cool. 
Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And we are not online. We're face-to-face with our two guests here, Doug Lanier of Mid-Valley Financial and Paul Knebel of Resource Lenders. And I just learned you guys used to work together at the same company. Yeah, for a few years, yeah. All right. Um, You know, there was something about that intro music that we just did, about how you look so much better online. And I remember looking up a home uh, online on a third-party site, and off to the right side was this flashing green 3.75%. And it's like, how come they don't have to put up with the same regulations you guys do? Here earlier in the show, I said, you guys can't really give too many numbers but per regulations without giving all of them and, and, and stating the APR. I don't know how they get away with that or why they're not regulated the same way that uh, loan officers are. Maybe it's a state of California thing versus a federal thing. <clears throat> yeah, it's actually, it's both is what it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so, okay, so as the Brad Paisley song says uh, online, <laughs> online he's six foot five, drives a Maserati, and models for Calvin Klein, but in reality, he's five foot five, has uh, asthma, and, and, <laughs> and drives an old pickup. <laughs> yeah, right, and lives in his uh, parents' basement. <laughs> so, um, you got to be careful of that, what you see online, because um, it, it's not always factual. Doug brought up a good point earlier, and that is the face to face meeting, and if we can meet the client as soon as possible in the transaction, It, um, especially with first-time buyers. It takes the edge off of the experience. Um, they will sit down with you um, and open up and discuss things they may be uncomfortable telling a stranger online, talking about credit problems in the past, a bankruptcy, job changes, family matters, going through a divorce, different types of unpaid bills, collection accounts, they sit back quietly maybe with somebody online thinking they're not going to ask about the collection accounts. We as local loan officers can sit, establish the rapport. Um, another big point is that we're available to take appointments on weekends or evenings. They may not be able to talk to an online person other than a little window of hours. So we become their their guide through this emotional and stressful process. And we sit and get to know them. We hear about their family. And in our conversation face-to-face, we can discover things that are unique to their situation that can affect the financing, that can affect the choice of the property, working with their agent. And um, many times I've had, especially first-time buyers, after the first meeting, smile and walk out the door and say, wow, now I understand because you didn't use those fancy abbreviations and, and you didn't embarrass me and you didn't overwhelm me. And I said, you know what, this is probably the largest purchase you're going to make in your life, so why should it be stressful? I will try to explain things in a way, and you keep asking questions. Let's get through it together. Yeah, it's it's the type of verification. It's the it's the type of approval. There's many different types of approvals. There's a prequal, the preapproval, or the loan commitment. Prequal is nothing's been seen. Preapproval, it's been seen but not verified. Loan commitment is verified. You will get such much quicker verification 
of the documentation because we're looking at it visually compared to .com, which actually doesn't see it for days, if not the week or two, by a different department. So it's that visual verification. You can say, like we do with our automations to get endorsements to do loans, we can tell an automated system, and it comes back and says proved eligible, but then we have to immediately turn around and verify that information with the underwriter with the lender. You know, another big advantage, and now this is going to come from a realtor's side, another big advantage to dealing locally uh, with your loan officer is it's you can have a conversation with the client. And I remember sitting in a um, uh, application process with one of my clients and the loan officer. The loan officer was really good about asking questions and getting into a conversation. And at, at that point, it looked like that they were not going to qualify for that loan of what they wanted to purchase. And there was a $200 uh, uh, payment that was kind of the killer uh, for some dental work that had been done. Well, with enough questions, and, f- and, and I remember the loan officer saying, wow, $200 a month, that's pretty high. And the lady said, well, yeah, but I wanted to get it done quickly, so I did it on a shorter on a amortization. Shorter amortization. Right. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you could see the loan officer's <laughs> eyes light up, and that gave him like three or four different ways to accomplish this. So and in this case, this is back when the 2-1 buy-down was popular with FHA. That's what they did. The, uh, bought the rate down 2% for the first year, 1% the second year, and then it went to the normal rate. So it's not an adjustable rate mortgage. It is a fixed rate. It's just that you buy the buy that rate. But you got an instant resolution out of that compared to if it's online, it would have been honestly a week, maybe two. Yeah, and not only that, but the buyer, I'm sure the applicant did not did not know the significance of uh, and the resolution to what could have come out of that. So right. it was the conversation and the face-to-face and I got hope not when the loan officer said anything, but when the loan officer's eyes lit up. It's like all of a sudden I knew we're going to make this happen. Right. So, and you know that loan officer. You guys worked with him, too. It was Guy Willis. (laughs) Mr. Willis. I was going to say probably Guy. (laughs) That guy asked more questions. That's good. We need to. Well, and that's the process, and and that's uh, because because, uh, we've both worked with him in the past, and... um, he has even more experience than we do, and um, this business is like varnish uh, or lacquer. You just keep adding layers through the years, and things change, but you have to have problem-solving skills. Um, I've got a situation right now where we've got a buyer who went to law school to become an attorney. He's now working, um, but in his situation, he's got a lot of student loan payments that could usually not allow him to qualify for buying a house, but because we've got documentation that he's on an income-based repayment plan, and at this time, he's not required to make payments, those payments don't have to be counted in the qualifying process against his income. That type of analysis, that type of discovery is going to come from talking face-to-face with someone like Doug or Guy or me who has experience and knows how to think outside the box. If you've got someone who's sitting in a cubicle at dot-com mortgage, then they're not going to necessarily have that problem-solving ability. And locally, you guys not only have the accountability, but we know you have the 
experience because you have lasted over the years, which means you've had to think outside the box. You had to impress the the realtors. You've had to impress your clients by doing good. Um, if you're behind a cubicle at dot com mortgage, um, hey, maybe you're straight out of uh, high school. And how do we it's know? Straight out of the high school, straight out of the manual that they were taught, that they were trained on mm-hmm. by that particular lender, too. So um, when we deal with multiple investors like we do, the man with the gold makes rules, but there's many different types of rules to that particular gold. So not all conforming loans or conventional loans are the same. We're going to talk about manuals. You just said a key <laughs> word. Um, all right. So uh, how often does this happen? A client comes to you and says, this is what I want. Um but you have Fannie Freddie guidelines, manuals, you have investor manuals, you have FHA, VA, all these different things. So is it common to for a client to come in thinking that maybe FHA is the way to go, and yet you say, hey, you know what, you can qualify and save a little money if you go this way, and you know the guidelines. Does that happen often? Absolutely. Um that, again, is the benefit to um, working with a loan officer um, who has experience and can compare Fannie and Freddie conventional loans to FHA. Um, one of the questions that we try to ask right up front is, are you a veteran? Have you served in the National Guard? Because a lot of um, cubicle loan officers might not even think about asking that question, and we want to benefit our veterans. Um, so that's an option that a buyer might not even think about. Well, yeah, I served, but it was years ago. Well, let's talk about using your VA benefit. And also an informed borrower is a comfortable borrower. So we can present conventional against FHA, against VA, look at the monthly payment, look at the interest rate, look at the closing costs, look at the paperwork involved, look at the ability to qualify, and then let the buyer make an informed choice. We don't want to steer them into a program. We want to educate them, present it to them. Um, Sometimes it works to their benefit. Um, One buyer came in and said, I don't want a payment over $1,000 a month. He ended up getting into a home with a payment at $1,400 a month, but he's got four kids. Everything worked out to where he wanted it. He is comfortable with the payment. He was just scared at the beginning. So showing him FHA, conventional, different options, an educated buyer is a a good buyer. Mm-hmm. I told you earlier in the show that I was going to tell you kind of a sad story of one that just happened, and it ha- it, it fits into all of this. So I was maybe one of my three top stories of great things that happened in my career is when I gave keys to a first-time home buyer, and he just said, "Holy smokes, the feeling is overwhelming." He goes. I'm the first guy in my family to ever own a home. And he goes, and Don, I mean the whole family, cousins, aunts, uncles, nobody in my family has ever owned a home before. And now I've done it. And he was so proud of himself. And I was so proud of him. And, and, I mean, what a great feeling that was. So earlier this year, um, I was updating my mailing list. And I see that he lost the home in a foreclosure a few years ago. So I called him up. I still had his phone number. I called him up and I said, 
you know, I think you, you could, by the way, your foreclosure was far enough away. You can now buy another home uh, or qualify for another loan. And that was good news to him. And he brought it up. He goes, Don, I am never going to deal do business with somebody I can't see. He, he said, um, what I did is the value of the home went up. He bought it for like 102000 Pretty soon it was worth $200,000, and he fell into that trap. He, he said he got a mm. phone call saying, hey, don't waste your equity. Uh, you know, use it to pay off. He goes, so I, so I, he borrowed $160,000, uh, did this uh, online and by phone with somebody from out of state. But he says, you know, the only way I could afford that payment was we did an adjustable rate mortgage. And he said, and that was okay the first couple of years, it, but it it ballooned on me, mm-hmm. and um, he said I could not afford it, and I I said, oh, call me next time, you know, <laughs> um, get get some uh, some other advice, um, but and it was sad that the, he was so proud to be a homeowner, and, and this is what I meant about sustainability, yeah, um, if you can. That's what a, lo- a good local loan officer will do: is provide you stability, sustainability, and judiciary integrity to give you the 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 information whether you, you want to hear it or not, the good or the bad. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, there's two things. I mean, to you see it even again today. Uh, use pull the cash out of your house, have your house working for you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's at a cost. And if it's at a variable cost, that's even more dangerous. That was the second one I heard. Pulled cash out on a variable rate, that's just a bomb ready to go off at any time. I went to a minor league baseball game in Rancho Cucamonga recently, and right out there in center field on the on the um, uh, th- there was an advertisement saying use the equity <laughs> in your home, uh. you know, call uh, or go to www dot such and such. And it's like, oh, man, here we go again. <laughs> well, today you see more fishing, more marketing, whatever terminology you want to use of people reaching out trying to sell of a product. Uh, back then, it, I mean, it was more of the mortgage companies and stuff like that. But today, we even our cell phones are ringing from we don't know from what. And so it's just because of all the fishing, all the, all the marketing that's going on out there. In- our, Oh, go ahead, Paul. Uh, You brought up a good point about um, emphasizing local loan officer. Uh, It works in local real estate agents as well because now there are online real estate agents and all that. A saying I've heard through the years in my experience in this industry is real estate is local. Um, Sustainability ties in with that. We are your business partners with local real estate, local buyers, local sellers. We have lived here. This is our life. This is our community. We've been through the ups and the downs. Our market is unique. We can talk about St. Louis. We can talk about Denver. We can talk about other cities. But let's face it, this is the Fresno, Clovis, and the Valley area. This is unique individuals that are selling homes and providing financing. We're here. We've lived it, and we've gotten through it together. And that knowledge and that integrity that Doug spoke of is so important. Great, and, and um, stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, because when we get back, we're going to have a little fun with what I'm dubbing as Lone Lingo. Oh, put me in cold. I 
Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, and I got a couple of loan officers here. They're re- they want me to put them in. They're ready to play. And so we're going to play a little fun game, Loan Lingo. Um, man, our industry is full of acronyms. So uh, tell us what they mean for the, the poor uh, consumer out there that hears things like P-I-T-I, pity. What, what, what does that mean, P-I? Uh, P-I-T-I is uh, a full monthly payment, principal interest, taxes, insurance, P-I-T-I, or property taxes and home insurance, to put it in more basic language. That's, and uh, okay. that's the pity of this is going to be your payment. <laughs> and, of course, you can do just P-I. Yes. Yes. But you got to have enough down. Yes. All right. Um, let me throw another one out there, and that would be... Uh, Where's my little list here? Here we go. ARM, ARM. Yeah, dangerous. <laughs> so adjustable rate, adjustable rate mortgage is what that means. Okay. And, of course, there's maybe a 100 different types of adjustable rates. And, again, it, 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 an ARM is a very, can be a very good tool depending on what you're using it for. It's really for short term. So uh, the arm rates are lower than the fixed rates, of course, and a lot of people go after those because they are lower than the fixed rate. But if you're truly, you're focused, your vision is five years in that home, ten years in that home, and you're able to get a percent difference, maybe percent and a half difference, that can make a lot of difference payment-wise, uh, equity building-wise. And it's, it's like a reverse mortgage. It's for certain people. Okay. Heckam. Let me give you another one. Oh, Heckam. So we just walked into that one. So Heckam. That's, and it doesn't even have the right acronym uh, to be a reverse mortgage, but that's what Heckam is. It's a reverse mortgage. Okay. I didn't even have that on my there little list there I made go. up here. <laughs> but, yeah, that that's a good one. How about FHA? Federal Housing Authority. Yeah. So that that's really the first-time home buyer loan. That's the one that where the down payment can be gifted. Uh, uh, forgiveness of certain credit bumps in life that happen, collections, uh, debt ratios, job gaps, a lot more leniency in underwriting Federal Housing Authority FHA is compared to the conventional loan that's out there. Okay, so but it doesn't have to be for a first-time home. Right? It does not, absolutely not. If it's not. your fourth home, you can still do yeah. it. Right. Yeah, it's actually, it could be actually, today, it's the cheaper payment compared to a conventional loan with a low down payment, okay? Because now you're going to get into another factor, another line item. It's mortgage insurance is what it is. And the FHA mortgage insurance sometimes can be cheaper than the conventional but, yeah, other factors. Depends on debt ratio, FICO score, things like that, yes. FICO, there's FICO. One. <laughs> Tell us, what, what does FICO mean? <laughs> Fair Isaac Credit Organization or something. Uh, That's right. The, um, it started in the San Jose, Silicon Valley area. A couple of guys, last name Fair and Isaac, put their brains together, came up with a mathematical credit scoring model, and were smart enough to launch it into different industries. And FICO credit scoring models are different. If you're buying a car, you're getting a mortgage, you're getting a credit card. A lot of consumers don't realize that, but there's a different algorithm or formula that the scoring goes through for a FICO credit score. And I've got one for you. Um, How about Gus? 
Hey, you're not supposed to stump the host. <laughs> <laughs> Gus, G-U-S? G-U-S. Uh, I'm not even sure what the G stands for, but it's an underwriting system. It is an underwriting system that we use uh, when underwriting um, the um, program called USDA. It's 100% financing. So it has its own unique software underwriting process, which is Gus. Because the other uh, abbreviations we're, we're ready for, but I thought we'd stump you on that one. Well, okay. that's, that's the same as he knows Gus as DU. He's heard that before. Okay. So that's an automation again that us lenders, we run it through an automation and computer system that will endorse it. And when that endorsement comes back, then the lender will make that because endorsement means insurance. So he knows why DU. Did, why did you just say DU <laughs> in the first place? I'll get you back. <laughs> okay. How about, um, here we go, VBM. VBM. Uh, see, I got you guys stumped now. VBM. Actually, when I emailed you this list, I just threw that in there to see if you guys even read this, and I don't think you did. I just made up VBM. Yeah, I know you did. There, yeah. <laughs> Although we can make it up, and it can be a ver borrower mortgage. Hey, whatever. You know, I can. We can go there. You know that variable <laughs> borrower mortgage. Right. I think that might be the next kind of like a co-signing situation. <laughs> it, and earlier you spoke of Fannie and Freddie. Those are a couple of different agencies that provide guidelines for mortgages. Each one of them has their underwriting system. So if the loan is going to go through the Fannie Mae process, it goes through DU. If it goes to Freddie Mac, it's called LP, or Loan Prospector. All right. Great. And um, we have about a minute left, so I want to go back to why we're all here today and we're here in the spirit of cooperation trying to give our, you know, you guys are two different companies. I'm from actually even a different uh, industry, although we're related. But we're all working together today on that uh, John Miller Memorial Spirit of Cooperation Blood Drive. Yes. We're trying to get some pints of blood so John can feel good knowing that he gave more than he ever took. And this is the second one. We're following up of one you did previously, too. Right, yeah. and a food drive that, right. that was just concluded also. Right. So um, please consider going out and giving uh, giving a pint of blood. A friend of mine said, Donna, to be honest, I'm, I'm afraid of needles. Let's try I to match or better what we did previously, which with the drive I believe was like 140-something, 150 197. pints. 197. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Right. The way you face your fear, go do it. That's right. So if you're afraid of needles... Go do it. Um, thank you very much for tuning in to Welcome Home Radio. Talk to you next week.